0: Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big
1: Show, Jake Scott, Pete's Dragon with you here on ninety-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having fun over there? Are you having fun? You wore a lot of green today. <laughs> I do. I feel like Wally Gator over here. Oh man, of course, Gordon Monson. And and you know we're just teasing you, right? You you no, I, I, I felt looked, bad during the break. You're like, oh I did wear too I much green. We my, don't care. I just
2: looked at my reflection in the computer and yeah, that's too much green. My wife would have told me that if she'd seen it.
1: There's a lot of green <laughs> <laughs> But you're wearing your master's hat, which is cool. It's from the year two thousand. But the, the the like almost fluorescent green of the the outline of the United States, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, or yeah, like the yeah, and, and your your very loud sweatshirt are basically the same color. Yeah. Anywho, that,
2: that was done on purpose.
1: Uh, let's get from fashion advice to uh, <laughs> basketball expertise. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone, get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. From Basketball Insiders, he's our good friend Steve Kyler. What's up, Steve? How are you? I am well, fellas. How are you? Good, good. Have you ever been bold enough to go with green on green attire? Because I, I, I don't like... know that I can pull off the Joker look. I, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I feel like I'm looking at the Grinch. <laughs> it is.
2: It was too much, Steve. I made a mistake. I made a wardrobe mistake this morning, <laughs> and I've been paying for it all show long
3: yeah that's the beautiful part of having a partner Is he's not going to let you go on that you're yeah. about that one for a good couple of days
1: uh, and <laughs> we we still have uh let's see here what three more hours to go steve so you know it's a good day it's a good day uh gordon and i were just talking about this off the air steve what, could, what kind of trade deadline are we in store for because right now it does feel a little quiet
3: well a little bit i mean i i it's it's we always look at the trade deadline like, wow, these big names are going to get moved. And when you look at kind of the history of the trade deadline, it almost never plays out that way. There's a lot of discussion, and I think we're going to hear a lot of discussion about guys like D'Angelo Russell. But usually the deals that get done are like the Marcus Morris-type deals, where it's it's stuff around the edges. Teams generally, it's very hard to pull off the middle-of-the-roster-type trades where you're, where you're trading you know, real players because every team is kind of up against, you know, salary cap and luxury tax kind of issues that limit what they can do. And then you're also talking about just roster flexibility. It's really hard to do like those one for three trades that you can do a little bit in the summer because you've got open roster spots. You can trade off excess. So it's hard to really construct these big trades that that basically impact the star level players. It's usually transactional cleaning up the bench, you know, teams selling off guys that are are ending contracts, you know, teams that are in the hunt, bolstering their chance to be in the hunt. That's usually what it is. It's usually 12 to 15 transactions. And most of them are guys you can't spot in the lineup. I think we're going to see a couple of notable names that get moved in this. I do think Marcus Morris from the Knicks is going to ultimately get moved. Uh, it seems pretty clear that Robert Covington from the Minnesota Timberwolves is going to get moved. Uh, Clint Capello looks like he's on the way out in Houston. So those are the named players at this point that look more likely to be moved than others but I think we're going to hear some interesting names. Like I said, I think you'll hear a lot about D'Angelo Russell. I think you're going to hear a lot about Andrew Wiggins. Um, you know, there's Miami guys that, that are going to be like uh, Dion Waiters that are going to get dangled in all of this. So I think we're going to hear some names, but I'm not sold at this point that those big names are going to get moved.
2: Steve, what's your opinion on how long it takes a player to adapt to a new environment? And let me give you two examples right here with the Jazz. The first is Mike Conley, and this has been sort of a a drawn-out process now, and the injury that he had didn't help in that regard. It seems to be taking him a while. On the other hand, Jordan Clarkson comes in, and he helped the Jazz almost immediately and has made a difference for them at the offensive end. What is your opinion on how long it typically takes?
3: Well, I think a lot of it comes down to the role you were playing before you got there. You know, Mike Conley was the focal point of the Memphis Grizzlies is everything they did you know went through him in terms of the playmaking responsibilities certainly he was the guy that was taking clutch shots in the moment and it was playing small to big with marcus all and it's a very different way he's being used in utah and certainly when you look at how donovan mitchell has played this year you know he's really come back and, and made himself that guy for the jazz and when you think about just how the jazz play it's a very different brand of basketball than Mike's used to um and then you factor in the injuries Then you flip to Jordan Clarkson, he was a six-man. He's been a six-man pretty much his entire career. He's been asked to come in and just be a spark off the bench and just be an instant offense-type guy. And I think his game translates into being able to do that almost anywhere where Mike is really proving to be much more of a system guy. Uh, Again, I think the injuries are a big factor in that, but I also look at what he's brought in the locker room and the way he's been as a leader I don't think anybody in Utah feels like they didn't get a lot of value out of Mike Conley. They just haven't got the player yet on the court that they were expecting in Mike Conley. But the win-loss record's still been pretty good. Um, You know, I I wouldn't rule out the idea that Mike Conley's name comes up in trade, but I don't think it comes up more in the deadline. Maybe it's something you look at more in the offseason. The Jazz seem like they're pretty comfortable with where they're at in this roster, uh, barring maybe what I'll call the tweak move at the deadline.
1: What did you think about Donovan and Rudy both uh, being named to the All Star team?
3: I think it was fitting. You know, Donovan has certainly been that guy, and you know, it's really been since Team USA, he's he's taken himself and his game and his confidence to an entire different level. And I think for the last two years, Rudy was more than deserving. Like it, it wasn't a question; it was kind of numbers, and that centers don't usually get All Star votes, but. You know, look, he's a Defensive Player of the Year guy every year, and this year he's been a very good offensive player. And usually offensive players get a lot more respect from the coaches, but he's become a very good two-way player in terms of just put the lid on the rim, and he's an incredible scorer when he gets to the basketball. He's been getting it a lot. I think you could probably make a case for him last year, maybe even the year before. So probably – do is a better way to talk about Rudy getting in. But I think it's a testament to the Jazz organization that they've got two all stars in a Western Conference where most of the stars live these days.
2: Examining those two players' trajectory towards stardom, do they have it in them to become, to follow the pattern of so many championship teams of the past, having absolute ultra star players leading to that end? Uh, the talk around here, the players talk about winning championships. That's what they've said publicly. Are those guys good enough? Can they develop into the kinds of players that you have to have in order to meet that goal?
3: Well, I, I certainly think Donovan Mitchell is because, you know, the way he plays you know, the guards rule this league and it is about being able to get to the bucket and create fouls and all the things that are the DNA of, of Donovan Mitchell. You know, Rudy is is a, certainly an, an elite defensive player. An elite defensive player. You know, can he be that guy and can you play with him on the court in clutch playoff games when things are very different? And I think that's a wait to see. But look, having an elite level guard and an elite level rim protector, those are great building blocks for Championship team, and I think that's where the guys like Mike Conley and Joe Ingles, and you know those are the guys that help you get there. It does seem like it takes three high-level players, so maybe there's a little more work to be done in all of this. But you know, certainly when you're starting with those two guys, I think mean, you're you're way ahead of a lot of teams right now.
1: Steve Kyler of Basketball Insiders with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Steve, I saw a report uh, that with the Houston Rockets, and you mentioned Clint Capella a little bit earlier, that uh, that uh, owner Tillman Fertitta has basically given Daryl Morey um, uh, all full rights to go into financial, or basically not to have any financial restrictions, to do whatever it takes to make the team better. How much pressure is he under there in Houston?
3: Uh, Daryl Morey, tremendous amount of pressure. I mean, when you think about all the stuff that went down in the summer and basically costing not only the Houston Rockets probably hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, but, you know, cost the NBA hundreds of millions so much so that. You know, we're going to see a decrease in the projected salary cap and all kinds of crazy things on that front. So you've got that weighing on that you've made these moves to go get Russell Westbrook. You trade away Chris Paul. You've spent a lot of money. Um, you locked guys in, and you're in the middle of the pack in the Western Conference. So, you know, Daryl not under long term. He was not brought in by Tillman Fertita. You know, he was a holdover from previous ownership. He doesn't have the same personal history uh, that he had with Les Alexander, who really Daryl Carte Blanche. Daryl's had to answer a lot more questions about how he's doing things than he's ever had to do in Houston, and it's pretty clear that if Houston doesn't figure out a way to right this ship and get themselves into a championship hunt that maybe the window is closed for this particular roster, and that's going to probably cost Daryl Morey job. So you're talking about a trade deadline where everything's on the line for Houston in their front office, and I think you see that they're looking at things that maybe probably you wouldn't look if you had a lot of security. Uh, But look, the window to win a championship for every team is very small. For for Daryl Morey, you don't get to be in these jobs forever.
2: Based on what you've seen thus far this season, if you were to pick a favorite from each of the conferences and then a dark horse from each of the conferences, which way would you go?
3: Well, I think the favorites are are still sitting kind of at the top. I mean, when you look at what the Lakers have become in the Western Conference, and they're likely going to get better. You know, we'll see if they trade a Kyle Kuzma here in the next 48 hours. Looks like they're at least exploring that. They're going to be the number one team in the buyout market. Looks like they'll get Darren Collison uh, just after the trade deadline. He'll sign with them as a free agent, and then we'll see who else hits. You know, Andre Iguodala hits as a buyout guy, then he's supposedly going to walk to the Lakers. So they're going to get better period. Um, But then I think in the Western conference, look, I don't know what the Clippers really are. We just haven't seen enough, you know enough games with that entire roster together i really like what utah has done when you look at the tear that the portland trailblazers have been on the way damian lillard has been playing if he can keep that up do they start to jump into the discussion pretty seriously so i think there's three four teams right there in the western conference that are ready to give a little bit of a challenge to the lakers and the eastern conference it's one team all by itself it's the milwaukee bucks You know, I think the Celtics are good. Um, Certainly, I think the Toronto Raptors have, have, you know, they have played a lot of great teams, but they won, you know, 10-11 straight. They've been really, really good. Uh, But I don't think anybody's a move away from catching the Milwaukee Bucks in the East. So, unless the Milwaukee Bucks have some injuries, I think they're probably the easiest one to pick in getting into the finals. But, look, it's hard to do, and injuries are a factor. So for me, I, I think those are kind of the ones I really like what Toronto's been able to do in kind of building around Pascal Siakam and some of the guys that were the holdovers. So maybe Dark Horse, but, you know, the reigning champion I don't know is too much of a stretch.
1: Speaking of the Raptors, what do you make of what's going on with the Knicks today firing Steve Mills and would uh, Jerry even consider going there?
3: Well, I think Masai Ujiri is going to get paid silly money, period. You know, he's got one more year on his deal and really in this business you need somebody else to kind of set the bar and what your next deal is going to look like. And, you know, even delivering a championship, you still have to negotiate these things. Uh, Amusingly, the Toronto Raptors set the price on Masai Ujiri when he was in Denver coming off a winning executive of the year, and the Denver Nuggets let him go to Toronto. It'll be interesting to see if Toronto lets him go to a New York Knicks offer that could be north of $100 million. And that's something James Dolan can do, and and that's the beauty of, of owning the Knicks. So uh, I think it's going to be an interesting summer uh, in in that regard. But I don't think Masai is all the way out the door, but I think he's going to get an offer that makes him look at it.
2: All right, Steve. So let me uh, throw a question at you that we often talk about around here, but are interested in getting your thought on it. If you were examining an organization and you had three candidates to answer the question, who, who is the most important person in any pro franchise and the choices are owner GM or coach what who would you pick what order would you put them in
3: well um, I would say GM because I think we've seen some really good GMs with questionable owners make it work Um, but I'm going to tell you historically because of how hard it is At this level you really need all three you need at least ownership to buy into the vision of a general manager and empower and then a gm and a coach have to be on the same page every time we've seen and i'll use the houston rockets as a perfect example you know there have been times when daryl morey hasn't been on the same page as mike d'antoni and you wonder why they couldn't close out a game six in the western conference finals that's when it matters you've got to be in lockstep when it gets hard. And the difference between winning 60 games and winning 35 games is often those interpersonal connections. But I think it's pretty clear that if you've got short-sighted ownership or you've got an owner that's quick trigger or an owner that won't spend or an owner that's fixated on the wrong things, really, really hard to win in this league. I think if you've got a great owner, then you'll get a great general manager because general managers will work for great owners and then great GMs hire great coaches. And, you know, I think that's really where the the blueprint is, but I don't think you can really win and win consistently unless you're good on all three fronts.
1: Steve, thank you so much for jumping on with us as always. We really appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Anytime, fellas. Be well. Thanks, Steve. Steve Kyler. From Basketball Insiders with us right here on ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty the Zone. He you know, me- go ahead. I'm no, no, no. Please. He mentioned the Jazz
2: as a real force in the West, and uh, I think most people are sort of looking at the Lakers or the Clippers as being the front runner. But uh, he had the Jazz right there with him.
1: They've got some things to figure out, but that hasn't. That's that's nothing new, because being elite in a really good Western Conference is is not easy, and. They've still got – there's there's still a little meat left on that bone. Hmm. Yeah, there is. There's, uh,
2: well, I guess that's sort of what makes it compelling. Uh, because when the Warriors were great, we all picked the Warriors and nobody was going to argue that. But now, I don't know, uh, maybe folks around L.A. are uh, heavy on either the Clippers or the Lakers,
1: but I'm not absolutely convinced about the Lakers. Are you? Um <clears> – <throat> No, not absolutely. I'm not. Uh, I will I will admit that the LeBron-Anthony Davis thing has worked out better than, than I thought it yeah. would. And I think a lot of that has to do with LeBron kind of uh, acquiescing a little bit to, to Anthony Davis and making sure he's happy because he's a free agent at the end of the year. And I think that's actually worked. The the thing that the, the Lakers and the Clippers, for that matter, have going that the Jazz don't is that if everything breaks down, the Lakers still have LeBron. That's gonna that's gonna take over the game or beat your best player or whatever you want to say, and the Clippers still have Kawhi, and he and you can talk about that on both sides of the floor. I mean, LeBron's gonna guard. We we saw years ago. Uh, we saw when LeBron played uh, Golden State in the finals. LeBron LeBron was guarding Steph. So is Donovan even in the same area code? Not defensively offensively maybe and and he's getting there i don't i don't know if he's there yet but i mean you know the lakers they can they can beat you a number of different ways and if things break down they still have the best player on the floor you know rudy has been limited somewhat defensively uh this past 3 or 4 games and has been limited in the past offensively like those series against houston you know the difference between rudy and lebron is you can't do that to lebron yeah true schematically that's impossible you can't do that to Kawhi and they're different types of players at different positions but I, I think you understand what I'm getting no, at that again. those teams have that, that the Jazz don't now if the Jazz system is, is working perfectly then they're really really hard to beat but when it all breaks down and you throw the coaching out the window and it's just give the ball to your best player and let him go win a series do the Jazz have that And in a playoff setting where
2: every possession is so important or can be, there's no room for messing around. There's no room for, ah, we're in a slump. Oh, uh, this is, you know, so-and-so is tired or whatever. No, you've got to be able to take advantage of those circumstances. And I think LeBron and Kawhi have both proved
1: that they're capable of doing that. And not everybody has a player like those two players. There's only, you know... How many how many players would you put into that category, where they're on that level of and granted a real steep level, but LeBron, Kawhi, I mean, who else are we oh, even putting up there? Even the Greek Freak hasn't done that yet. Not he hasn't certainly hasn't won a title, hasn't yeah. been to a finals. Um, he's probably pretty close though. And really, that's about it. That's a short list. Who are we forgetting? I mean, it depends on how liberal you want to get, but I'm I'm not putting James Harden in there. No, no. Luka Doncic is probably pretty close. Heading in that direction, but not yet. Not yet, but, you know. So, I mean, there's a couple of those players in the league, and there's a reason why those players win the majority of the championships. And uh, so, you have the reason
2: that Quinn Snyder preaches team stuff so much. Because he doesn't have one of yes, those guys. Those, yes, he's got stars, but they're not, they haven't elevated to that level yet, and so they have to do it. Everybody who finds himself in this kind of situation always reflects back on, what was it, 2004 uh, Pistons? Mm-hmm.
1: And that's pretty much the only example. It's slim Pickens. Right. But I guess it's possible. All right, we want to remind you, call Action Plumbing, and get your furnace tune-up and safety check for 33 bucks. Call 801-833-3333, actionplumbing.net. The other team I'd actually throw into that, and nobody does, was the last Spurs championship, where Tim was not superstar level and Kawhi wasn't quite there yet. That was much more of a team concept championship.
2: Yeah, it was, but they still
1: had their they had top level players who had won championships before. Right, but Tim Duncan wasn't at that level. Yeah, and Kawhi wasn't necessarily at the level he's at now. Ginobili and Parker. Yeah, but they were the good players, but they're not at the level we're talking about right now. But that's a bit of an anomaly. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the other example yeah. of the of maybe a team without okay. the guy of guys okay. yeah. actually you know winning. Gotcha. So put that on your office. It
2: would almost it. be, regardless of what team you root for, wouldn't it be nice to see a team like that do something dramatic? Yeah. I,
1: I think I mean, everybody can get that. Some people thought the
2: Raptors last year were sort of that, but they did have Kawhi. I mean. Who was the best player on the floor in that yeah, final series. He was. Yep. So I would like, regardless of uh, any kind of rooting interest, it, it sure would be heartening to see a team win the darn thing, so.
1: Uh, what happened? Nothing. What? Well, it's just some some funny. You don't tweet. So you wouldn't on, get online it. back and forth going with, on with who? With with Austin and me. What he What did he say? What's the name of that character? Mike. Mike Wazowski. Yeah, that's right. All right, we'll have more coming up next. We're leaving our listeners hanging here. No, they know who Mike Wazowski is. I don't. Who is he? He was in a movie. He was a character in a movie. A pretty famous movie. A movie that has sequels. What movie? I've seen the sequel.
4: Uh, Monsters, Inc.? Monsters Inc. was the original. The sequel was Monsters University. That's right, That's and right. it was a prequel. It was a prequel, and it was what, dang was good. Was he dressed in I gr- thought it was, was good he too. he dressed in
1: green? That, was that, was, yeah,
4: yeah. And he's not dressed in green. And
1: then I, I he is green. He is green.
4: <laughs> like you, you are
1: green. And then I, I, I tweet. and I'm green with envy. Austin and I have been going back and forth with some some green examples because Gordon is wearing a lot of green today. What what do you got? What do you? Who do you got you, you on your list? Uh, let's see here. I've got this one.
4: <laughs> the stanford tree
1: <laughs> <laughs> the stanford tree uh austin austin had this one kermit Frog. with right. kermit which i i thought was pretty good and then uh let's see if i can find the other one i did uh the other one i did was uh was green man from uh always sunny in philadelphia oh. see the yeah
4: and I've got also Mike Wazowski and the Grinch, as Jake yeah. said once. So <laughs> It's fun. Oh, wait. I just oh. thought of one. Hold on. I'll,
1: I'll get to that one in the break. All right. Join us on Twitter. We'll have more coming up next. At Jake Scott's Zone at Austin Horton. You can follow Gordon at Gordon Monson, but he's not really part of the just fun. Don't,
4: just don't have uh, the weather on at the same time. You won't be able to see it.
1: We'll have more straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow
0: Mo the Joe Engel Show with DJ and PK. PK. As a player, did you notice all the whistles and think, hey, i got to play this a little differently? Cliché as it is, you don't really have a choice but to move on and just focus on what your team's doing. It's probably funny coming from a guy like me who talks to the referees every possession, but we've done a pretty good job all year of adjusting to referees. They've got a pretty tough job to do, so I'm very happy for them. They do a great job. Have you ever refereed in any way? No, nah, I definitely 100% will never ever be a referee. I can tell you that. You can referee kids. But I do have enough refereeing. Three, my own children in my own house. Never mind. Ten kids on a court. Oh yeah. Catch Jazz Man Joe Ingalls with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 975-1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce The best coverage of the teams you're passionate about From the guys you know and trust Go oh, turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott Presented by Mountain America Credit Union Guiding members forward for over 80 years Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network
1: The people are jumping on board with this uh, with this green thing. More people on Twitter now getting into it. Gordon's wearing a lot of green today. I am, but somehow this turned into me being persecuted here instead of you. You're not being persecuted. What are you talking about? We're just sending out, out tweets with, you know, famous people who wear green. <laughs> Mr. Green Jeans? Do you remember him?
4: Uh, no. Is that a person? That's from Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. How'd you know that? Because I've done this show with you for a hundred years. And I watched Captain Kangaroo once as a kid. And Did you? I'm still in therapy because of it. <laughs> it was a little weird, <laughs> was wasn't it? creepy.
1: Is it? Is it like a lot Jeez. of television from previous generations that just really doesn't hold up? Like you watch it and you're like, ooh, that was kind of offensive. Yeah, like Fraggle Rock. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's your favorite, isn't it? I love Fraggle Rock. Yeah, you know that know old
4: man on the porch—he's—he needs to be locked up somewhere.
1: But no, there's—I mean, I never did like Mr. Green Jeans.
4: I—I I, or or
2: uh, Captain Kangaroo. I thought the dude was something was going on there. I don't know
4: what. Whoa, I just thought he was weird. I didn't mean to take it—I don't know—levels that shouldn't be touched. I don't know what we're talking about. I, I really don't. I have no idea. You, think, you mean Captain Kangaroo? Never mind. Google Captain Kangaroo. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, not <laughs> going to do that. Why would
2: I do that? Well, I'm just telling you. I don't, you can't judge a book by its code. Well, I'm going to
1: believe you. <laughs> okay. yeah. All right. All right. I'm I'm gonna... des-
2: I've decided upon what I want you to say if you're incriminating. On oh, that. we're going to do this now. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I was going to be able to kick this can down the road a little further. No, what right now. Gordon, I love your stories. Please tell another one. I don't want to say that. I don't want you to say it That's just going to
4: lead to more stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Seriously. <laughs> you shouldn't have made this bet, Jake. You're supposed to You've be You've let on. America down. Hey, you're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> then pick
2: something that makes
4: me excited. Why, why no, would he be? No, I want something
2: that you'll play because this, is, this will come Why up. would
4: he be on your side? I don't want to hear him again.
1: <laughs> Ever so you want me to say, Gordon, that was a story. No, we've heard this story a hundred no, times. Gordon, Let's I love on.
2: your stories. Please tell another one. That's it's a good story. No, I, I t- don't think t- I can top that. I don't want any sarcasm. Nothing. It's got to
1: be from the heart. Well, no, it, that's impossible. <laughs> that's what actors do all the time. It's, it's not going to be from the heart. So, Gordon, that, that story was was a story. No, that you not told. acceptable. So what is it again? Give me the words. Gordon, I love your stories. Please tell another one. Story or stories? Stories. Gordon, I love your stories. Please tell another one. Yeah. That's what I want. That was it. No, that's,
4: that wasn't even. <laughs> no, I need something with feeling. Plus, you mispronounced hate.
1: Oh. <laughs> Gordon, I love your stories. Please tell
4: another one. And that, no, because that was just kind of goofy. That was like me imitating you introducing Pac-12 <laughs> guests. <laughs> it was over so the top, true. a caricature yeah. of it.
1: Gordon, please tell your stories.
2: Oh, come on, Jake. You're, 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 you're inflicting pain
1: on everyone by dragging this out. Gordon. I love your stories. Please tell another one. That's kind of my Captain Kirk kind of thing going there. No, that sounds like an automaton. That sounds like half the phone calls
2: you get when you dial into a company somewhere.
1: Go ahead. Say it normal. Say it, but say it with feeling. Gordon, I love your stories. Please tell another one.
4: (laughs) Now, without the newspaper in front of the camera. (laughs) Gordon. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Now. Go. Gordon, I love
1: your stories. Please tell another one. What do you think? That sounded so fake. All right. Make it real. Come it on. It is fake. <laughs> I
2: don't care.
1: I don't want it to be. When, when See, this doesn't sound fake. I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. It sounds totally fake. Neither does this. Parking stall lines are merely suggestions. Come on. Do it. Right. Gordon, I love your stories. Please tell another one. That's <laughs> so terrible. What? You're a lousy actor. I know. I know. Have you heard any commercials I've ever recorded? <laughs> Maybe we should say, hey, guys. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> no, I, I feel like my impromptu commercials are okay. But if you are like sitting me down in front of a microphone, Austin's had to record them before. It's rough.
4: I can't say anything because I recently did a commercial that I wish I hadn't ever done. Can
1: somebody I, drop a phone in a toilet? Okay, can it I- It involves a phone. Can I say that that anytime something, like I have drops in my own brain in my personal life, and when something goes wrong, like I drop something, or uh, I hear that drop from Austin. The, ah! <laughs> 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 I hear that in my brain. I dropped my phone the other day, and I heard that in my brain. <laughs> Crack <laughs> your screen. <laughs> 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 or did it wind up in the toilet? <laughs> oh man, that was a great spot. You know what? That spot hasn't run in a, a long time, and we still remember it to this day. We do. That's how you know it was yeah. a good spot. Must be all effective. right. What? What? Make it effective. This is so bad. Just, just do it. Great story, Gordon. Please tell another.
4: <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> well, wait,
2: cause, no, because I haven't told a story yet.
1: We're just, we're just recording this now. It, it no, doesn't no. require a story. No, we don't yeah, want to know. No, no, you no, said
2: great story. No, You I, can
1: only play that when I tell a story,
2: and I don't tell stories I that I was often. recording. Just say, I love your stories. Please tell another one.
1: I love your stories, Gordon. Please tell another one. This is so painful. Martin Scorsese would chuck him off the set. Who? You mean the guy who just filmed the worst commercial in Super Bowl history? <laughs> you mean that guy? Yeah. He and sickly Jonah Hill, who just does not look the same? He doesn't.
2: He looks like, I mean, someone put like a, like he has a mask on or something. That doesn't look, That's when I think of Jonah Hill, that's not what I think of. No, I just, I, I think, eat something, Jonah. I'm concerned about you. All right, one more time. With feeling. Yeah, because
1: this is great. (laughs) (laughs) I just did it. Let's do it again. I'm trying to get it over with. So what am I supposed to say? Love your stories, Gordon. Tell another. I love your stories. Please tell another one. Not that hard. Love your stories, Gordon. Please tell another one. All right. That's what we got to (laughs) say. That was like the
4: worst one. (laughs) Well, I mean, I can can only draw so much out. One word at a time. Here we go. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Love. Your
1: stories. Gordon, please tell another. Tell another one. All right. We can get something out of that.
4: (laughs) Who who can? I'm not going through that. (laughs) I got a life of some kind.
1: (laughs) I love your stories, Gordon. Please tell another.
2: That was pretty good. All right. We'll settle for that.
4: I wasn't rolling. (laughs) You weren't? I am somewhere, just not right here. All right. Good. I apologize to all our
1: listeners for making you suffer through that. Yeah, it was your fault. Anywho, Bowler is going to join us coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. That Bowler is going to join us coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. That one still is the best incriminating audio ever yeah, recorded. Yeah,
2: because I did it right.
1: No, because the material was pretty oh, awesome. That's true. I mean, that that's pretty amazing. Even my wife laughed Even one. Lisa thinks that's funny. All right, uh, we want to remind you about our friends at uh, at Sound Sleep Medical. Uh, Hans and Scotty are going to be out there. Um, let's see, they're going to be out there. Sorry, coming up on Thursday, February sixth, from noon to three at Sound Sleep Medical, eighty nine forty one South, seven hundred East in Sandy. Sorry, the read says join Hans and Scotty Monday Thursday.
4: So I, I just copy paste <laughs> what is sent to me, man.
1: I'm, I'm not it, blaming you. It's your I'm guess. Just, I'm just saying. If you weren't there yesterday, try Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, February 6th. That's, That'd be it. That, yeah. that, that, that's it. Not that Monday, Thursday. The eighth day well, of the we week. We had
4: to line up starting Monday because the, the prizes are It's going to be there. Thursday.
1: Not Sports Report coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280
0: The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Five mile or so, 10, roger. Them is getting intense up here. By the time we got into it's Toulson, a big show. Jake Scott, but the Stanford Cardinal with you here 20 on 97.5 and 12. <laughs> yeah,
1: them <smoky laughs> <stick as> <laughs> <bugs> <laughs> on the bumper. That's <laughs> uh, right. Uh, Gordon, of Jake course. Jake and the fig leaf. <laughs> uh, it's time for <laughs> the Nod Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, LHM Used Cars com. you know, if you went jogging at night in that, though, you'd be set. It is bright. It is bright. I we, I, I like it. You're fine. You're you're nice to let us tease you.
4: <laughs> you think? Sorry, Jake. What would you say? I couldn't hear you over Gordon's shirt. It's, 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 is
2: that? You know, you're sending out pictures on Twitter.
4: Oh,
1: I didn't do that.
2: that well, you're giving
4: awesome. us the green light. So yeah. <laughs> I just looked at you and thought, you know, he's giving me the go-ahead, basically. You know what you and Ryan Reynolds have in common? You both look bad as the Green Lantern. No? I never saw that one. No, oh, don't. Is it bad? Oh, yeah. yeah. He even makes fun. Have you seen Deadpool? I have seen Deadpool. He makes fun of the Green Lantern and Deadpool. Yeah, he probably should. <laughs> All right.
1: it's. Uh, you know what? I wish so badly that we had the old read for Not Sportsport. Uh, the Nod Sports Report is brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Now, it's over a 1,000 used vehicles in inventory shop online, LHMusedCars.com. But it used to be just look for the big green dealerships. <laughs> <laughs> Where they save you thousands. <laughs> the Jolly Green Giant over here. a Gumby. I tweeted that one out already. Gumby. Gumby.
2: Gumby. That's pretty good. All right, Gordon. Looks like a stick of Spearman gum. <laughs> if I'm Gumby,
1: then is he pokey? sure <laughs> oh you know what this is i needed this today it feels good <laughs> to laugh know? yeah i did i needed <laughs> to laugh at someone else I'm, I'm not laughing we're not laughing I, i'm laughing at austin's creativity not necessarily oh, at you of course you were you just the inspiration for it all <laughs> good we've got to be nice we've got to keep it light
2: oh yeah gordon's
4: always nice to me
1: always i am
2: i actually mustache added... well that took donuts some that took some getting used to the donuts is just a, a dumb, Snowblower? stupid joke. What about that? Making fun of it. And that I can't afford a better one. <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't afford I said to yeah. go out and get a better one. Yeah,
4: you said, hey, it's, it's price is no option. <laughs> right. You said I bought a paddler.
1: In all honesty, I talked to a dude the other day. A guy, actually, he was a, a security guy right here at Vivint Smart Home He Said what he liked about our show is that we can tease without it being mean spirited. Oh, so, in no. all seriousness, wow, I feel wow. like you know,
4: security says, it, "I feel it? like
1: that." That's a nice compliment. <laughs> that you know somebody can come in looking like the ultimate Jets fan. <laughs> and we can, we can. Oh man, you know what I missed there? The Incredible there? Hulk. Who's the, who's the Jets fan that was at every game and was really famous Fireman? until he quit the team? Oh yeah, Fireman Ed. Fireman. I should have gone was with it that.
2: Fireman Ed? I think yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, not sports. I feel a little bit like uh, like Dan Tony or whatever the guy, is, Dan
1: Antonio, or the guy who just oh my, the the Michigan State <laughs> coach who quit today. <laughs> After getting a $4 million bonus? Jeez, good to be him, I guess.
4: Don't make Gordon mad. I'm like the man. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm Gordon angry. Gordon smash.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
2: All right, what are we doing today? I would play that role if I could play it across from Jennifer Conley. Oh, man.
1: And there it goes. And now you've ruined Jennifer yeah. Conley for everybody. Oh, he ruined her for me years ago.
4: What the, why? Poor Paul Bettany.
1: Yeah, that's. A, she's married to him. Your obsession with Jennifer Connelly has been obsession. Come on, this is
4: just a strong word, uh, you know. But is it strong enough in some sense?
1: <laughs> All right. Do you want? You know the... would you say you're green with envy of that guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. Let's let's move on. What do we have? We've got um, the not sports report. I'm the mean green over here.
2: All right. All right. Jake, what's the dumbest thing you've ever done? The dumbest.
4: There was this one time I wore a green hat and a green shirt and <laughs> green pants. And... Oh. The dumbest
1: thing I've ever done. Well, there was There's... something really stupid that you did. Uh, well, I mean, I've said any number of stupid things right here on these airwaves. Wait, how about something that you've actually done? Oh, I don't know. I don't I know. You if... can talk about on the air. Well, I I locked my brother out of the house once when we were both young, and he accidentally broke a window trying to get back in. Oh, huh. that, well, was, that was, that was dumb because you know it could have really hurt him, and then I got in a lot of trouble. Yeah,
2: what's the dumbest thing you ever did? Austin?
4: I've shared this story before, but that's never stopped anyone on this show, so I'll just tell it again. All right. <laughs> my dad was a cop, and he was also my soccer coach, and it was cold. And after practice one day, he was talking to one of the other parents, so me and my brother hopped in his patrol car to stay warm and. I picked up the little old radio and <laughs> said, oh, calling all cars, calling all cars, come to, and it was our, gave our home address, a big emergency, every car in the vicinity, get there now, blah, 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 and hung it up like that felt really cool. Next thing I hear, all cars get <laughs> Cost my dad a stripe. Did it Oh, really? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was demoted? Cost him money, cost him a promotion, oh, yeah. How old are you? 11. Old enough to regret it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I still do to this day. <laughs> really stupid.
1: I, uh, how about this? We When I worked at Sears, we had access to the intercom uh, that, uh, the, that went throughout the store, right? And our manager was kind of a funny guy. He was from Belgium, but he knew French. And there was a, another employee that— They speak French in Belgium. Uh, —that I was uh, working with that uh, also knew French. Uh-huh. And so said some really horrible things in French over the intercom for the whole store. <laughs> And there was uh, a customer that that knew French, and that didn't go well.
2: I was afraid you were going to
1: say you paged Mike,
2: somebody,
4: Mike from IT. Yeah, that's the immediately where my mind went. <laughs> okay, uh, the what's reason- the dumbest thing you've ever done, Gordon? The reason I bring that—what up- is
1: the dumbest thing you've ever done? Well, it might have been throwing the croquet
2: ball nope. over the house Close. and hitting, knocking my, uh, knocking Cl- my sister. No, nope. not
4: her feet. not as dumb as the one. The cannon yep. blast at my mom. <laughs>
2: and you was, shot your mom with It wasn't loaded. I mean, it just had, It was loaded. It, it had gunpowder in yeah. there, but it didn't have like- How far away from her face were you? Probably about two and a half feet.
4: <sighs>
2: yep, that's dumb. Yeah, she has a really great sense of humor. She was angry. Good at that one.
1: How about when you couldn't find the bread,
4: <laughs> or when the freezer went. <laughs> we
1: couldn't close the freezer. All right, so two men.
4: Lisa, I, I know you're a book club, but the, the freezer won't close. Isn't this is it, ridiculous.
1: They have to come home.
4: This <laughs> is brand was, new freezer. I don't know. I store. do. I work. I work hard. I write columns. <laughs> I don't carry mulch, and oh, for a good freezer, and it won't close. This is ridiculous.
1: The peas were in the way. Am I remembering? No, this that's not. That's <laughs> all right. Anyway, well, two men
2: who were uh, blowing on down a highway in Florida. It was uh, I ten. They uh, were caught speeding, so that was their first mistake. But their really big mistake was that they were uh, they're suspected of drug trafficking. And why are they suspected of drug trafficking? Well, when the troopers pulled them over for speeding, they found drugs in a bag with the following label on it. Bag full of drugs. And that's what it turned out to be, huh? That was the label on the bag. Bag full of drugs. The sheriff's office... Uh, was searched, the Wiley Coyote with them? <laughs> they searched the vehicle... And turned up uh, uh, meth, GHB, cocaine, MDMA, and fentanyl. Hmm. So, I mean, did they think that they weren't going to get pulled over? I thought, what are you speeding for if you're toting drugs? You know, I think it's the people out there who aren't speeding that they should pull over because those are the ones that are trying
1: not to be suspicious if, normally. If that's not the most self-serving thing I've ever heard.
4: Right. Ignore the people not, that are speeding. Would I be speeding if I was guilty of something, officer? <laughs> would I be going 100 miles an hour? Look at all these law-abiding citizens going by while you've stopped me here. They're the ones you should be pulling over. You work no, for me.
1: It's true. They're the ones
2: that are being, that are you know, doing stuff
4: that 16 year old's going exactly 25 he's up to something how dare you obey the law what are you up to son you'd be You're going, not fooling anybody you'd
1: be going 85 if you had nothing to hide <laughs> exactly <laughs> those are the regular
2: citizens
1: <laughs> oh man it all comes back to you uh, not really anyway
2: I've I just maybe was... maybe
1: in a weird way they were just trying to save the cops some time. I don't know. If, you know what? They're going to find it anyway. Might as well make it easy. Well, these guys might as well just
2: wrap a bandana around their head that said uh, drug dealer or something. You know? I mean, come on. All right. I, I think might I'm on well, to something here. Well- it's the people who are speeding who have nothing to hide. It's the, uh, it's the people who are being careful as, you know, just... Right on 65 down the freeway. They, those are the suspicious ones.
4: Oh. No.
1: You heard something else. You,
4: Jake. Easy, you, sweet pea. You. <laughs> sweet pea.
2: <laughs> nice. You're the one that's always going to speed limit. I think you're up to some no good. Whatever you say, Groot. <laughs>
1: He's not green, is he? I don't know, kind he's, of brown and green. Brown, His leaves are green. Roots brown. Yeah, yeah that's Peter true. Pan.
0: Oh, there that's a little goody. Peter
1: Pan there. Yep,
0: Nailed there you it. are,
1: Peter. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm not wearing second straw. Start <laughs> of the right. Straight on till morning. <laughs> I got no tights on. <laughs>
4: okay. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Stay tuned. Bowlers next. 97.5 and 1280. The Zone.